1: From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Episode 57. 57? mate. we're going to have to start thinking about a special for the hundredth. It's going to come around before, uh, before we know it. Before we get on with the video, we have been partnered with FansBet. If you like a bet at the weekends um, and you do it online, then please think about uh, joining us over at FansBet. The links are in the description. Download the app on iOS or on Android. Uh, sign up uh, when, it's, when it asks you. When it asks you for the team that you support uh, click on Arsenal and then underneath you will see another little drop down menu. Click on that and you'll see the same old Arsenal podcast. That way you will be helping us every time you bet. If you don't like a little bet, you can also come and sponsor the podcast yourself for a pound a month. Link also down in the description, um, Patreon, uh, if you want to come and give us a quid a month, um, then do, that would be very nice. And, uh, perhaps I might be able to then afford to buy myself a nice microphone. And I might buy one for Lee as well.
1: Oh, lovely. Um,
0: Lovely. lovely. (laughs) So, uh, we won again um, at the weekend. Seven on the bounce. uh, A nice victory um, over Watford. One I was a bit nervous about coming into the week, I must say. I was getting a bit nervous about playing them. Um, But in the end, we got the three points after quite a poor display, um, I think. Uh, Let's come to the judge first. Lee, um, I'll just touch on what I said there. Emery's changing us, mate, because that's probably the second or third time now this season we've played poorly and won.
1: Yeah, I've got to say that. I didn't think we was I didn't say we was playing poorly. I think a lot of it has to be down, give a lot of credit to Watford, if I'll be honest. I thought they played really well. Um I would have to say that I've got a bit of an echo. Can you hear that? No. No. Okay, sorry about that. So yeah, so um I honestly think that someone like Watford were our everything that of our weaknesses of perhaps the last couple of seasons were their strengths big, powerful, awkward sort of side could hit us on the counter attack. Um, but what we done was we, um, we, we went toe to toe them in the physical side, you know. Um, sometimes we lost, sometimes we won, but um, the one thing that impressed me more, not so many, um. One on one chances. I know that they did get a couple. Um, Leno made a fantastic save in the second half. I have to say, that, like you know, twenty minutes to go when he made that save could have been different. If fantastic save. When if I was right behind that, when that, when when um when when he added that, oh no, sorry, touched it. I said it's a goal. We're a goal down. So it was an incredible save. Um, and I just felt that you know sometimes you one thing that we've always been criticised. We've never been able to grind out a result. You know, it was either played really well and and lost or whatever. But we, I thought, ground out a result. And I think, from from my point of view, got to take a lot of credit for that because sometimes we've, you know, I've got to win dirty. We never win dirty. And all of a sudden, we're winning dirty now. Um, so I'm not going to criticise the performance. I think it was always going to be a tough, tough, tough game. And sometimes it's more important to win the game than the performance. And that was one of them on um, on Saturday. So it was a good thing. Just one thing that I've got, I've never seen it before at the Emirates. I don't know if you guys have. I'll come out and as I'm walking down there, about four or five Watford players standing outside. Have you ever seen that before? Like just, just waiting there, yeah. hanging, hanging out. So I had a little chat with uh, Kapoo, said how well he played and all that, blah, blah, blah. I've never seen that before, like players just standing in their tracksuits. I don't know what they was waiting for. Obviously, they weren't getting on the coach or something. Um, just standing there right outside this, the, um, the, the the Arsenal shop there at the armoury, people going up to them, having photos done with them. It was uh, quite surreal. But anyway, I don't know if, if anybody can say that they've seen that before, then please let me know. But over that, other that great, great three points. Um, and I think someone said to me today would you say that Chelsea are having a good season? And I I turned around and said, yeah, I think that they are, you know, and um, everybody's giving them plaudits. We're two points behind them. And then everybody's sort of saying that we're not, we're not great. So, um, you know, um, we're quietly going about our business. And if we start playing really, really well, we're going to get onto this a little bit. I think that the the players in the system is perhaps um, not helping us, but what I would say, um, no, no, It's a a good weekend and and roll on to
2: Thursday and and Sunday now. Harry, what was your take on the game, mate? Well, first of all, I I wasn't at the game, actually. Um, I was at a (sighs) a wedding and, you know, it was really difficult to dodge the ceremony when you're the best man. So, unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) even I...
0: Yeah, couldn't you have videoed the wedding
2: or something? uh, Even I couldn't pull that one off. Um, (laughs) But no, I have watched the game back since. Of course I did. It was the first thing I did when I got home. At some stupid time in the morning, I watched it pissed. So I ended up watching it again. <laughs> <the> <laughs> tomorrow, right? <laughs> so I watched it again uh, to try and make some sense of it. I'm in a bit of a weird place at the moment with Arsenal because I'm torn between being pleased that we're grinding out results and wondering whether I should be concerned at the fact that we're not playing Football. that well. And, you know, we still look a million miles off where we need to be defensively. So I'm in a bit of no man's land at the moment because I don't know which way to go. I'm giving Emery the benefit of the doubt at the moment because we are going through a transition and so I'm more towards the we're grinding out results side. But there is there is concerns there, you know, we, we still don't look like we're clicking into gear all of the time. We seem to be doing it in short periods of games and not to take anything away from this run, but we've played against some some poor sides, I guess, and some of the weaker sides in the league and that's maybe why we've gotten away with it. I'm not knocking it because we've got the points on the board and and historically we wouldn't have done that. So let's get them on the board while we're playing these types of teams. But I still think that there is a hell of a lot of work to be done. And although we should be pleased with getting the results, we just need to be a bit cautious and not go overboard. For me, our objectives haven't changed. They should stay the same. Let's try and get back in the Champions League either way. Um, and in terms of the game on 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 Saturday, I thought that was basically what I've just said. It was both. You know, there was moments where you thought, "Yeah, we're brilliant going forward." Lacazette missed that chance in the first half, in particular. I thought we should have had a penalty as well. Don't know how the referee's not given that. Um, but equally, we saw some deficiencies, and we saw that Watford on another day could have taken some points as well. So I'm still a bit a bit stuck at the moment. I don't know exactly what to think. I'm not sure I quite understand. The ins and outs of what emery 's trying to do there 's still things I look at, and I think i don 't really get that, but I guess that 's going to come with time
0: absolutely, Graham, what did you make of it all mate?
3: Well, we found a way uh, found a way to win craig didn 't we um, even though uh, Watford created the better chances and caused us problems with their um, heavy press and uh, their physicality, we still found a way to win. I think one of the reasons why we 're doing that is because. We are fitter this season Uh, and uh, I think we keep going longer in games and we're winning a lot of games with late goals, aren't we? So uh, that's a positive. Um, I think I came away from that game. My biggest impression was how the hell are we making uh, Bamian and Ozil, two elite footballers, look anything but elite footballers? And the reason we're doing that is because we've discussed it before on the pod is that we're playing them out of position. Uh, and the one thing you'll say about Watford is they've got a they play like a a four four two out of possession. When they're in possession, they play like a four two two two. They can play very narrow. They've got Pereira and Hughes who can play wide or can come narrow uh, through the middle. I, I remember in a previous pod, I think uh, Harry brought it up about the way they were playing this four two 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 system. So they got players in very defined roles, uh, two forwards up front. Remember, we, we've got two forwards. We're not playing them as two forwards, are we? We're playing a Bamyang out wide left. And, so, and then we're playing Ramsey uh, at number 10. Now, Ramsey was on the pitch for 65 minutes uh, on Saturday, uh, and he created no chances in 65 minutes, had only 20 touches in that time, and he was rightly hooked. The moment Ozil came central, Ozil had just as many touches in 20 minutes as him, and scored a goal and looked far better in that position. So I think the, the thing was, and uh, Ramsey's body language coming off on Saturday uh, seemed to sort of like um, say how disappointed he was. And I think there's a statement there uh, that, 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 you know, I don't think it's working out with Ramsey in that number 10 position. But once again, he made the right substitutions. The, the substitutions didn't have an immediate impact, but they won us the game. Uh, and uh, Awobi, who I think was outstanding, is now pressing strongly for a start, I think, uh, and uh, well back, won back the ball that led to the second goal. I have to say I agree with Lee. I think Leno's save 20 minutes from the end was a, not only a game-changer, but it kept us uh, in the game. Um, but I think we defended quite well on Saturday. Um, I thought Rob Holding was excellent, apart from when he got beat on the outside by success, and that was another big moment when he clipped the outside of the post. I thought we defended well, holding, I think he had something like six blocks, six uh, clearances, five aerial uh, duels, one, and he's passing out from the back. He's the one player who's suited to Embry playing out the back, whereas the other defenders are not. He's very comfortable on the ball. So I, I, the impression I took from the game is we found a, w- a way to win. He made the right substitutions. He's still got the problems of Ramsey not working at 10, Ozil ineffective out wide. Ozil uh, played no forward passes in the first half. Uh, sorry, less than five forward passes in the first half when he's out wide. Doesn't combine with Bellerin. So we've got no partnerships across the pitch. But the moment he comes central, we get developed partnerships and we've got a Wobi we lack people who are risk-takers in this team, people who can run past players. Wobbe gives us that. And uh, I think the moment he kept, he went out wide and we got the forwards into the box uh, and we started putting crosses in, uh, we won the game. I will say that Watford put 27 crosses into our box on Saturday. So how we did not concede, they had 36% possession and they had doubled the shots at goal that we had with something like half the possession, uh, although they had fewer passes. So that tells you, that really, the way we're playing in this four-two-three-one doesn't suit the players we are. We're grinding out results, but make no mistake, if we play better teams than this, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna struggle. So I think I, he, he, we talked about it being a learning curve for Emery. It's a pro. Uh, we, we're trying to progress with this system. I hope he's learning that basically at the moment Ramsey doesn't fit ten. Ozil has to play ten. And if he's not going to go to that four four two diamond midfield four that I think suits our players, if he's going to play a four two three one, at least put the right players in the right positions. And uh, that's what I took out of the game on Saturday, Craig.
0: Absolutely, Mark. Again, you know, it's hard to disagree with anything that you say. I'm very worriedly. I said it on Saturday after the game that our first, our first half performances, um, like Harry said, I'll touch on it a little bit there, you know, we can get away with it against teams like Cardiff, Watford, um, well, we very nearly didn't get away with it, but we did. You know, the, the, the lower, the lower, t- no disrespect to them, but, you know, the teams we should be beating, the teams we should be playing, um, should be getting points against. We play Liverpool in, what is it, three or four weeks' time. Um, I'm worried that if, you know, our first-half performances don't start to to shape up, you know, the game can be over against Liverpool in the first half.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a worry. The one, the one thing that um, which worries me, and we've, we're all touching on it. We don't want to be too critical, is that you know we we're, this this system that we're taking uh, playing at the moment is to sort of like um, control possessions, control part, you know. And then when you look at it, we may be controlling possession, but we're giving the other team pot shots, mm-hmm. you know, or one on ones and, and things like that. And I, I totally agree with what Graham Graham's saying there. We haven't got the personnel. Oh, and to play that system or if you want to be harsher, the players ain't good enough. There's, there's, you can go de- go down that route, you know, the passing, you know, Mustafi's passing on, on, uh, you know, um, Saturday at times was woeful. You know, I don't think he's as comfortable as, as, as um, quite rightly Graham said with Rob Holding. So you haven't got there. Shaka gives the ball away too many times, too many times for a midfield player, you know, um, in there in saying that i didn't think he had a bad game on on saturday i think you know like you know you've got to give the if that's not going to be the partnership let's see how that goes for a couple of games but for me you know there's a lot of talk about shaka now you know i was got Torella in there now this blah 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 well he didn't really step up and take the game by the scruff of the neck in the position that i was hoping that he would do but i look at it with um with Emery, and I, d- I do feel that there, he's got this long range of passing which if he, he, he goes from right to left very, very quickly. It gets um, Monreal win um, on, on, on several occasions on, um, on on Saturday. But the thing is, what happens is then it, you know, so I'm not going to criticise Shaka too much because what, what happens is he does that bit. Then it gets to, to um, uh, Bamiang and it breaks down or it was breaking down on, on Lacazette. And I feel that Arsenal, if they're going to play I'm going to do anything, and can do anything—and I mean anything—if we're going to get into the top four or challenge for anything this season, he's got to go and buy a wide player. Got to go and get someone that's that's going to um, stretch the team. Now, I felt on on Saturday that you know um, Watford had planned for everything exactly what that we was going to play, what system was going to play, and set up to it. It changed when Awoyi got the ball and ran at him. And what that done was that dropped the back four off. It stretched, Then he could cut back if he wanted to cut back and bring Ozo into the game. Now we talk about Aaron Ramsey in that in that ten spot. You can talk about Oza, which is a good point that, um, again, that Graham's made when he hasn't made no uh, four passes. The reason is because there's nothing to pass to because it's all condensed. So once you've got a wide player or someone that goes past the player, the, the tactical setup is broken because what it's done, you it can. Put in systems and you can put in um, uh, tactical blocks of four, whatever, banks of four, and that. The one thing you cannot legislate for and um, work to is if someone takes the player on and beats him. Once you take a player on and beat him, your set work is then changed because you've not planned for that. You know, it's all right saying, oh, we're playing in front of him. Drop back 10 yards because uh, Aubameyang's not going to be able to get in behind us. But if you've got someone that can get the ball and take players on. Now, Liverpool, very, very good side. Look at what Hazard does when he takes players on. He gets past players. And we have not got no one like that. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to have to go out and buy someone like Hazard. But we've got to go out and buy someone of that ilk. Now, everybody's going on about how great Awobi was. I, I thought he'd done okay on Saturday. But, but he'd done what we was all asking someone to do. He was stretching their back four, and I've got to say this, when they were tiring. Great substitution. You can look at it from there and say, tactically a genius. But that is what we've got to have. Somewhere along the line, you know, Alexis Sanchez for, for you know, I know it's not a good, good time to mention him at the moment, but when he was playing for Arsenal, he used to take players on. And that would open up space for the likes of Aaron Ramsey, for the likes of Mesut Ozil. That is not happening with our team at the moment. And, you know, I, I think that um, people are saying about a Awobi coming into the frame, and I think that's a good shout. But I also think Danny Welbeck's doing a lot of good stuff at the moment to say that, you know, hold on, I'm banging on the door here, and I deserve to, to, to maybe get a shout as well. Four goals in, in his um, appearances this season, and he's and, and doing well. So you've got a Wobey and Welbeck pushing now for a position that I think needs to be changed. You know, um, that Ramsey in that position. I'm going to talk, we're going to go on to around Ramsey a little bit later on, but for me is not uh, doing it. And I, and I, I, I concur with what we're all saying here. The reason he's not doing it because, The system's not right. I believe if Aaron Ramsey had Gareth Bale in the side like he does for Wales, stretching teams like like he does, it would give him more space in there to do his things. But at this moment, it's all congested. It's very, very difficult to pick out passes and all that. And I think Mesut Ozil would find that very difficult as well. But when Awobi comes on, he stretched things there, and then Mesut Ozil was allowed to get onto the ball. So I think now, if that's the way we're going to go, Awobi's got to come into the side.
0: Talk about congestion. A bit like FIFA 19. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's playing, that oh. what a load of old tosh.
2: I wouldn't that. know. I yeah. wouldn't <laughs> know. Craig, just, just a quick one on that congestion point. I've just pulled up uh, a map of their average positions of our players. I came across this on Twitter the other day. It was put up by a friend of mine, um, Suburban guna Chris. Uh, he's a blogger and he's put this up. And if you look at the average position of Torreira, Xhaka, Ozil, Aubameyang, Ramsey and Lacazette. I saw that, yeah. None of them are any wider than the width of the centre circle. I know. So I saw it's, that,
0: yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty shocking, to be honest. Um, going back to the Xhaka thing, what Lee said, I, I thought Xhaka was one of our better players. Um,
3: he, certainly
0: yeah, I... was, he certainly was statistically... Um, can I
3: can I come in on Jacka, yeah, Great, you can, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't disagree with Lee on much, uh, but on Jacka, I thought Jacker was all right on Saturday. I think uh, he he completed ninety nine passes, and sixty five of them were forward. So um, that is a positive thing. So that showed that when Torreira did break the press. Uh, and to be honest, I think he struggled with the physicality of Watford in the first half. He was up against two massive midfielders there, Kapui and Dakor. Uh, but when he beat the press and gave it to Jacker, I thought Jacker was quite forward-thinking in his passing. He stretched the play quite well. I think the problem is when he stretched the play, um, we you know it went out. We got players out in the wide areas. You know, we talked about a for example. A does not combine out wide, and he can't take a player on and beat him. He has got pace, but he can't beat a defender. But I thought the problem with Jacker is, this is what, when I looked at it, because I was studying him quite a lot on Saturday, his passing was excellent. And and certainly Torreira was giving him a ball and he was spreading the play well. I still think on the counter-attack, when, the, when we lose, it's very, our team sometimes, has still got that Wenger trait about giving the ball away and teams hitting us on the counter. Jacker is terribly clumsy when teams are attacking us on the counter. That's his big problem. And he can't beat a press if he has to. So, but, his passing on Saturday, I thought, was, was uh, cultured and, and, and better. And he, as I say, 99 completed passes. He passed a lot on Saturday and he passed accurately. So, completed 99 passes. I just feel the defensive side of his game is still the problem for me. Out of possession. He, he's very clumsy off the ball and he can't beat a press. And, you know, I know uh, Harry loves Jacker, So, I, I'll let Harry come in and uh, defend <laughs> Jacka. It's not, it's not that I love him. I, I would say that he gets a lot of stick that
2: probably at times is undeserved and a lot of the errors that come around his sort of area of the pitch are due to an imbalance in the rest of the team. The thing is with Xhaka is when he's looking forward, he's fantastic. He can pick out a pass and Graham's just proved it with the numbers, you know, that he can get us going. He can make forward passes. He can create things, but you've just got to accept that Granit Xhaka is not good when he's turning and running back towards his own goal. That's just not his game. And, you know, we might think that he's not suited to that position, but obviously Unai Emery does because he's picked him pretty much every time he's been available. Arsene Wenger picked him before that. Switzerland picked him all the time. Mönchengladbach picked him before that. So there's obviously something there that we're missing. I, I think that Emery's idea of what Xhaka should do is different to what perhaps us as a fan base think. And I'm starting to see why he's in the team. It's because of what Graham highlighted. It's because of the forward passes because his ability to switch the play from left to right very quickly. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I just think that Unai Emery doesn't, doesn't ask that defensive stuff from Granit Xhaka. Yes. Tuck into the position when you need to, but that's not what he's on the pitch to do. And we, we need to find a way of, of closing holes some other way, I guess. And, and I don't know what that is. I don't know what the solution is. If I did, I'd be better than Unai Emery, but I just think, you know, our expectation of the player is not the same as the manager's. And so we get caught up in this thing where we say Granite Xhaka defended poorly today. But Unai Emery doesn't think so, because if he did, he wouldn't pick him every week. Do you think he'd be better than a three, Harry? A midfield three? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think granite Xhaka is a bit of a, he's a victim of the system because mm. he's come there and he's, you know, he was labelled as this defensive midfielder and that was never his game. It was was never his job to to sit and make slide tackles and break play up and chase back like a like a dog and stuff like that. You know, that was never his game. I think when he came to Arsenal, we got there's a bit of a blurred line between a deep lying player and a defensive midfielder. I think people get that that mixed up sometimes. And for me, he's the deep lying player that goes and gets the ball and, and makes us tick rather than uh, a player who will get back, make last-ditch tackles, make, uh, slip slot into the defence and become a third centre-back at times. That is what Torreira's trying to do. But I think that the best point you made regarding that was that he struggled physically. De Corre and Kapue are up will dominate pretty much anyone in the division in terms of physicality. Very impressive. Was yeah. very impressive. Yeah. They
0: were good. They were good. Um, another player I think deserves um, a bit of a shout-out and a bit of a... A bit of praise is, is, is Leno. Um, obviously, not very nice to see Petr Cech go out like that. Um, hamstring injury there when he was kicking the ball. But he came in um, and, as, we, uh, as we've discussed, pulled off one of the... You know, People might say I'm being... Um, I'm over-exaggerating here, but that save from Troy Deeney was a hell of a save um, for goalkeepers to get down that quick and push it around the post. And I'll tell you something now. If Czech was still in goal, he wouldn't have got
3: down to that. Um, you can ask, you can ask Harry. It was almost like a Layman moment. And do you remember Layman made that save at yeah. Old Trafford? when yeah. He got yeah. down and pushed yeah. it round the post. So that was uh, when Dini, as as um, they said, I was in the stadium, and when he touched that Dini, I thought that was in straight away, and that was. You know, that was like a game changing moment almost, and uh, it reminded me of that layman save at Old Trafford. Harry, do you want to come in? You're a massive layman fan. I, know, I
2: know the one you mean, I know the one yeah. you mean. He just it, it was a fantastic save, no doubt about it. Game changing moment, of course. Um, for me, Leno's got to take this opportunity now. He's yeah. he's, he's had a lucky break here. Um, you know, nobody wants to see Petacek injured, but Leno. I'm not saying he would have been pleased, but, you know, this is an opportunity for him now and I'm sure he's glad it's come along. But now he has to grab it with both hands and take it. And thankfully, he has played a couple of games lately in the cup competitions, which means he's not coming in just just fresh with having played no games. So, And I think with a goalkeeper, continuity is massive. So if he can get a string of three, four games together, we'll see the best from him. And just before I finish up on Leno, I don't know if you guys heard this. I watched the game on NBC um, an American TV channel, and Tony Gale would probably oh. wins the award for the worst <laughs> bit of commentary. He he reckons that that got his injury because he's been asked to pass the ball too much. I thought is this, <laughs> this guy's getting paid money to to, to say things like that. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he is very poor, yeah. I, I, I do I watch the same channel as you and sometimes I try and find another one if he's commentating because yeah. <laughs> I can't listen to him. I can't listen to him. The only thing I, the only thing I say about Leno was I was a bit being a goalkeeper myself, um his was was his decision, his decisions coming out and punching the ball. I like to see a goalkeeper come out and catch the ball. Um there was a couple of times there where he opted for a punch when he could quite comfortably caught it. Uh, to take the pressure off, you know, um, and we all see what happened there when he did, when he did try to punch it clear, um, and he completely missed it. You know, I don't. I don't know. Is it a, is it a thing with goalkeepers that come from you know different leagues and stuff It's the way they're coached? I don't like seeing goalkeepers punching it if they can catch it. Uh, I definitely
2: think it's a cultural thing.
0: Yeah, I. Don't, you know, it's, it's just me. Perhaps I'm just being old school. I don't know. I was always coached if you if you know if you can catch it, catch it. It's very rare we were, we were, we were, we were coached to punch the ball, you know. Uh, but big shout out to Leno anyway. Like I said, um, he, he's got to take his chance. Um, the chance is now here. A lot of people on Twitter, you know, or Arsenal fans, not just on Twitter, but, you know, in the stadium, in the pubs, um, are asking for Leno to come in and start instead of check. So now, um, you know, like, like you said, Harry, he's got to take his chance. What will be interesting, though, is what will happen on Thursday. Will, will we see Martinez in go on Thursday now? Um, with you know, if Leno if it check injured, we can't afford Leno to get injured. Um, in the Europa League tie, uh, so perhaps we might see Martinez in goal. Who knows? Let's Why get not? on to the let's get on to the Aaron Ramsey thing. let's start with, you judge. Um, mm. I put out a controversial tweet the other day. I said that Aaron Ramsey to me is not an Arsenal legend. Met with absolute. Uh, what can I say? Um. I probably shouldn't say what it was met with, really, because um, it's naughty words. But uh, a lot of abuse came my way. Uh, he's a legend because he scored two goals in the cup final. Um, if that's the case, Steve Morrow and Andy Lynn are going to Arsenal legends as well. Then are they? Um, but I uh, only done it once. What,
1: what's that? They only done it once. <laughs> well, true, yeah,
0: true, <laughs> very true. Um, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say. In my opinion. Aaron Ramsey is not an Arsenal legend. Um, Disappointed that, you know, we've heard that he's... I am disappointed that he he wants to leave if we're to believe what we're hearing. Um, But like Graham has touched on, like Harry's touched on, like you've touched on, I don't think there's any room for him in this squad at the moment or in the team even. A lot of people will come and tell me that I'm talking out my ass. That's fine. But it's just my opinion. Like, I, I want to see what, what Graham said. Ozil in the 10. Um, Ramsey and Ozil cannot play on the same pitch
1: together, in my opinion. Lee, what do you reckon, mate? Right, I'm going to go for a rant here. It's been, been, go been for it, mate. Me up. It's been winding me up for three or four days now, and I've been waiting for my turn on this, right? <laughs> First of all, when people turn around and say Ramsey and Ozil can't play together, they done all right when Ramsey scored 15, 16 goals in a league season and we won the FA Cup. So I'll first of all say that. They can't play in this system that we're currently playing together, but the fact is they can play in the same team. That's my first point. And it's proof has been in the pudding, right? The pudding. My second, that's it. My second point, <laughs> is, and this is where I'm going to I'm start about Aaron Ramsey and his contracts. It comes the team. Now, our people on Twitter have been disrespecting him, calling him names, doing this and doing that. Let's get this straight. Aaron Ramsey broke, got his leg shattered in an Arsenal shirt, right? Okay. And an Arsenal shirt. Now, when he comes onto a new contract, if you was him, and I'm going to say, now I'm putting myself in his shoes now, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what, uh, you know, they have withdrawn a contract for whatever reason and whatever, like, you know, this is a man that's given 10 years for Arsenal Football Club, yeah? And he's seen the likes of Aubameyang, right? Mkhitaryan come to the football club on more money than him. Now, at the end of the day, we don't know what he's asking for, but I feel as a player of 10 years that's done what he's done, scored cup goals in cup finals, does not deserve to be on less money than, say, someone like Mkhitaryan, in my opinion. Now, if he's asked, for, you know, if, if Arsenal are prepared to pay £118,000 a week to Mkhitaryan, then I believe that Aaron Ramsey is entitled to have £180,000 a week at Arsenal. And I don't give a monkey's what anybody says on that. I'll argue to the to, to the cares come home on that now does he deserve three two hundred three hundred thousand pounds a week? I don't know about that. That's a different debate but someone like Meza Ozil is in this exactly the same position as him this time last season got what he wanted because he was we was put into a corner where we couldn't do nothing about it now thirdly, and this is what's really got on my goat as well. Has Aaron at Ramsey turned down this contract? No one knows. I've I've been led to believe, and what I've been told was that the the club pulled out of that. So eh, now people are turning around and saying, "That's it. Leave him out of the team now. He don't deserve to be because he don't want to play for Arsenal." No one actually knows whether he wants to play for Arsenal or not. But at the end of the day, I do believe that he is entitled to ask for what he feels is right. Now, whether Arsenal want to play that, Craig, or or whatever, that is down to Arsenal. That's not down to him. And he's in a position where he can bargain himself for as much as he, as he wants now, you know, because we're in, we're in the last year of his contract. Now, come January, right, you know, and an Arsenal turn around and say to him, right, well, we're going to sell you to Liverpool for 5 million, 10 million, right? Is it his fault that he could turn around and say, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to wait till I've rolled out my contract for nothing? And also, if this is the case scenario that uh, Aaron Ramsey wasn't going to sign a contract, uh, in um, at the end of this last season. Why didn't Arsenal sell him? So something's not quite right. Something doesn't stick yeah. to, to it quite right. Someone said the other day, maybe because was, was, they was dealing with and now somebody else has come along and they're dealing with somebody else. So it might not necessarily mean that contracts are broken down and all that like, you know. Until somebody comes out and tells you what is ha- what is happening, I feel it's very, very disrespectful of the Arsenal fan base to be criticising someone that had his leg shattered, playing for Arsenal Football Club. Get that right. It wasn't playing playing in the Arsenal shirt, right? And he's come back. He's worked hard. He's listen. I don't think he's having a great season this season. If you want my honest opinion, he, you know, he maybe deserves to to be dropped at this moment in time. But I will say that alongside three or four other players, you know. And also, you know, if, if everybody keeps saying, well, I oh, we can't play in the number 10, well, let's see if he can play in another role then, like, you know what I mean? I.e., uh, Harry's good mate, Xhaka. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, could he play that role uh, at the end of it? I'm not <laughs> saying he should at this moment in time because, you know, Xhaka, I felt um, done okay on Saturday. I'm not saying that he shouldn't, like, you know. But one thing good about Emery is that. Um, I didn't think Ramsey had a good game and and, and Emery took him off. No problem with that. But I I do believe now, and realistically, guys, should we be getting into a debate about whether he's a legend or not? Does it really matter? You know what I mean? He's playing for Arsenal. You know what I mean? He scored a couple of goals in a cup final. You know, I look back at 1971. um, Did I see Charlie George play there? No, I didn't. But but does everybody call him a legend? Yes, they do. He won the double that year and he scored that great goal in the cup final. I look at him as a legend because everybody tells me that he's a legend. But did I see him play? No. But you know, and, and it's a great point that you make there. Andy Linigan is is a hero, is a legend. Well, in a way, he is Craig because he, he won us the FA Cup. You know, and I think that the FA Cup has been sort of what watered down over the last few years as well. You know, what I mean, like back back in Alan Sunderland, would you say, you know? Um, was a hero or a legend. Yeah, he was because it was an iconic goal. You know what I mean? And Aaron Ramsey... you
0: using a good word. Hero, yes.
1: Yeah. So, I would say, then... like, you know, probably legend is too strong. I'm going to... I would go along with that. I don't think Aaron Ramsey's a legend. But what I do feel that he deserves is a bit of respect from the Arsenal fans and the fan base of what, what's what been going on. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm sorry, Craig anybody that's in the business you can talk about that if you're sitting on a production line right and you've been there five ten years and and you're, you're making matches and you're playing the matches every day <laughs> and then <right, laughs> someone <laughs> comes along and someone comes <laughs> no i'm serious someone comes <laughs> along it? Right? and you turn around to them and say oh they are doing all right yeah yeah oh, this is it's just joke, this work, didn't it? Like for £15 an hour. £15, I've been here for 10 years only on £10 an hour. You're gonna go straight to the governor and say, how comes he's on £15 an hour and I'm on, and I've been for the last 10 years. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, you know, you've got to put it into perspective of that. And it does wind me up, you know what I mean? That I wouldn't be happy if I was if I was Aaron Ramsey and someone like Mikiery, who, by the way, has done nothing compared to what he has, by the way. Yeah, he's on the on the money that he's on. And Come on, the fan base like you know what I mean. I'll get rid of him, let him rot in here. Do this, do that. You know, give the guy a break. He's, he's won us two FA Cup finals with goals. Not saying him on his own. He's had a shattered league playing for Arsenal, and I do believe that Aaron Ramsey deserves a little bit more um, uh, respect. Is the word from me from us Arsenal fans, and also, right? Also, if he does go at the end of the season, then. He will get my blessing because, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily think it's his fault that he's leaving. Arsenal have got to take some sort of blame for it as well. Rent over, Harry. What, <laughs> Harry, what would
0: you say? What, what would you say if I said to you, "Out of those ten years he's been here, how many
2: good seasons has he had?" Probably three, four, maybe. Um, look, the whole thing with this Ramsey thing is that I just—I think this is a footballing decision as much as it is a financial one um, and I'll explain why because I think Unai Emery I believe doesn't trust Aaron Ramsey to do one of those two midfield roles you know the ones that Xhaka and Torreira are currently occupying if he did then I don't think he would have selected Gwenduzi at the start of the season when we were short of options Good point. so uh, he would he would have tucked him in there if he believed that he could do that role so for me that that is an issue at the moment I think these contract talks were always going to go down to the wire. And I think that it was naive to think that this would be resolved early because as we've mentioned on this podcast before, he just sat there and watched uh, Mesut Ozil hold on to the very last minute to get the best deal possible. So his representatives have a duty of care to get their client the best deal. And so they would have they would have seen that and they would have tried to do the same. Now, Sanlehi and Emery probably don't want to splash a load of their wage budget on a player who just doesn't fit into the team at the moment. You know, there's only room for one number 10. Aaron Ramsey's quite clearly an attacking midfield player. And Mesut Ozil is the number 10 at the moment. He's the man. They've heavily invested in him. They've put a lot of of, of money into him. And I don't believe that they would put Ramsey ahead of him in terms of the priority list. Also, San Lehi's been really, really public in saying that he wants to promote youth. And so splashing mega money to renew a player who isn't going to be... What well, isn't effective in this system just seems a bit of a waste. I get Lee's point about Aubameyang and Mikitarian and so on, but I just think that they can't, un- like Sanlehi and whoever now, cannot undo those deals. They're already done. You know, Aubameyang signed that contract, Mikitarian signed that contract, but they can stop this one happening if they don't believe in it. And I think that's what's happened. But I do this. Dish- I-, I do agree with you in the whole respect thing. I think the disrespect shown to him has been wrong. Personally, I think if, if he's not part of the future plans, I don't think he should be playing every week. I think you can get more out of someone like Alex Iwobi, who's got a point to prove rather than an Aaron Ramsey, who's sort of coasting through games, games are passing him by and, and he's planning a a move elsewhere. So, you know, it's all of those things. I think it's far more complicated than, than we think. The deal was on the table. Maybe in the summer, but maybe having watched the first few games, Emery doesn't feel he can work with this guy. He doesn't see how he fits into to the jigsaw and maybe the football side of it has played a part as well. Because I, I don't think that Unai Emery would have had no say in this. I think that he would have had some input, whether he has the final say, I don't know. But I think he would have had some input and the football side of it uh, plays a big part in this decision as well.
0: Graham, what... what what's your take on the on the on the situation that involves Aaron Ramsey at the moment
3: um well first of all with regard to legend uh, you know i think he will always have a, a part in house, arsenal history wouldn't he for the reasons oh, that, uh, like i said uh, to the fellow who you know he, yeah. you
0: know, he <laughs> the case that came at me really bad actually but i said yeah. well, i'll always remember those goals yeah and i'll always remember you know i'm always going to remember aaron ramsay for that
3: so he's always yeah, going to a...
0: touch on it again but I have said it again I'll say it again yeah. not legend in my opinion but yeah. I'll always yeah. I'll always remember him for those goals. He like Lee said he, he he'll be a hero for those goals.
3: Yeah and uh, I think so he'll always have a part in Arsenal folklore, won't he? Absolutely. He was the one, he was the one who ended the 9-year drought with the winning goal against Hull and then he won us a second cup final so That's the first thing. And I I, I tend to agree with uh, both the points made by Lee and by Harry. I think it's a footballing decision. I think, first of all, uh, the the contract offer has been on the table for a long time. He hasn't signed it. And I agree again with what the boys are saying, that I think his representatives have been hanging out to get the best deal possible. I think the new regime have come in. And uh, Emery's been working with the players pre-season, looking at the players. He would have been looking at Ramsey. And you've been looking at uh, him and deciding, does he fit into my future plans? And I think that's the first thing. If you're going to play Aaron Ramsey in a team for him to be effective, it has to be in a 4-3-3 formation when he's the third midfielder, where he's got the license to be what he can be. Remember, when he came into the team, we were talking about him as being the next Frank Lampard, weren't we? So he was in that season when he scored all those goals. He's someone who, with the right protection behind him, can drive from midfield, get on the end of things and score goals. That's his great strength. But clearly, he's not a creator. Uh, And I think one of the things, uh, he's tried him in that pressing role, trying to create from the front. And I think he's seen that he's not effective there. He's not going to change back to a 4-3-3 and play him in that formation. So, and I think he want he's they're not going to give him big wages, as as, uh, Harry said. So I think their priorities are to get him off the books, uh, get the wages off the books. And I think they, they want a wide player. I think they want to invest that money in a wide player. We're being linked with Pavon uh, from Boca Juniors. Uh, uh, he's a player strongly being linked. Uh, and uh, 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 Vargas uh, is another player who's sort of like talking up as though he wants to come to Arsenal. He's another attacking wide player in the Argentinian lead who's just broken into the Argentinian national team. So I think that the, I think the, the hierarchy at Arsenal Uh, The footballing director's got links in South America. I think they want a a wide player within our budget. I think the thing with Aaron Ramsey is I don't think he fits their plans moving forward. As Harry says, he's coming into his probably prime now, but um, I think they want younger players. Um, I think, he hasn't worked in that number 10, as he? And Ozil, I think, needs to come centrally. I think that's the thing. Uh, he is uh, one of the last links to the Wenger era. I know we've still got Ozil and one or two others, but he's, for me, that link to the unaccountability sort of player who's very good on the ball but not very good off the ball. Uh, and so... Um, I think that is a statement in itself. And I'm not disrespecting Aaron Ramsey. I think the points made Lee were very good, actually. I think he should have be respected. He, he did have that shattering. He came back from a serious leg break. And we have to remember that. He's given 10 years to the club. He won us two trophies with eight goals. He deserves that respect. I just think it's a footballing decision that he doesn't fit the system memory he wants to play and also a financial decision that he wants to spend his money elsewhere and bring in a wide forward.
0: The funny thing about this is that the, the, this British... Remember when... Um, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago when Wenger lined up the British court that we had. Yeah. The, Jenkinson's
3: the, the only one left. Yeah,
0: Jen- Jenkinson looks like he's going to do the dodge. Yeah. Looks like Jenkinson's going to be the the final one. I mean, if you'd have had a bet on that.
3: Can I get a, can I get a bet now with the sponsors and claim some money? <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's a,
0: it's, a, it's, a shame. it's a shame we didn't put a bet on it when, uh, <laughs> when that picture was taken um because you know uh, what
3: do you know what last week just coming on to the sponsors i'll give them a shout out the sponsors but uh, when lee and harry did that uh show last week do you know what they were talking about getting money on derby weren't they yes, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> and well, the funny thing you would have got...
0: because it had to be after 90 minutes 90 minutes yeah, yeah of course yeah,
1: we, yeah. We, we we lost harry didn't we but we um we thought it was a good and we, it was also to have porter um getting some points in the um rider cup which uh he did, yeah. and, and we won. So, uh, yeah, we would have, unfortunately, bloody, uh, it was, um, it was um, Fellaini that messed us up because uh, he scored in the, the last kick, didn't he, really, or oh, with that header, and just, that, uh, uh, that messed that bet up.
3: And just one final thing on the Ramsey thing, lads. Uh, just get your views on this. Uh, people have asked me this question. Would, uh, as we swapped Sanchez for Mikatarian last January, or this January, discord, would you swap Ramsey for Pogba next year?
0: Well, that actually, this actually brings me on lovely, Graham. Um <laughs> questions. Yeah.
2: We've
0: got I, some would, questions.
2: I would. I would, take... I
0: would too. I would too. I think but Bob it... was
2: a brilliant player. I think that Man- Mourinho's just strangled him to death like yeah. he has Alexis. He wants Slam-
0: to go Barcelona, doesn't he? Come on. Well, yeah. Yeah.
2: he does, yeah.
0: Yeah. He does. But like Harry says, he's, he, Harry's dead right. It's, it's Mourinho that's done it to him because he doesn't. But he doesn't. Watch him in a French shirt and then watch him in a United shirt. It's two, two diff, completely different
3: players. Ram,
1: well, I, I think with Pogba as well, he has he, he wanted to move to Barcelona, and I think he is thrown his toys out of the pram as well. Like he ain't helping the situation, if I'll be honest. Well, you I think
0: it's absolutely brilliant.
1: Um, oh, it's fantastic. Let yeah. Long Mate continue. Absolutely, Joe, well, say well. in. We want you to stay. We want you <laughs> to stay. Jose Mourinho, we want you. To... <laughs> Let's get on to these questions. This question
0: comes in from at George George Judson fifty. Thank you very much for the question, mate. Thanks for watching. Um, a quick yes or no answer for this one, uh, Harry. Would you take Alexis Sanchez
1: back? Yes. Lee. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not, not the way he's been playing for, for the last... The Alexis Sanchez of two seasons ago, yes, but not, not the Alexis Sanchez of last season and this season. Stop so, beating uh, around the
0: bush. Would you take Alexis Sanchez back, <laughs> yes or no?
1: Yes. <laughs> Graham? Yes.
0: Would I? No. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he left when we needed him most. He can do. I,
3: that. I, th- I think the thing is on Sanchez, lads. I think that remember he's in the Man United system. Nobody thrives in the Man United system under Mourinho, do it? Does it? Do they? Sure. So, so when he comes back to Arsenal, he'd be the focal point. You know, when he's Arsenal, he's a focal he was. point of the team. Good point. He's something we lack, so a risk-taker, someone who can take players on. i yeah. tell what I would do for Mourinho. I'd love to stick the knife in Mourinho as much as I could. But what I would like to do, actually, is prize Anthony, Anthony yeah, Martial. Martial for Ramsey. How about that?
0: Again, I'd take that in a shot. In a shot.
3: Rashford for Ramsey? Again, yes.
0: <laughs> Alexis Sanchez? No. Do one. <laughs> and do one. This one comes from uh, Nick... At Nick Potch, 1995. Thank you for your question, Nick. Should we take advantage of the Paul Ponker situation at Manchester United? Uh, Use Ramsey plus cash to get him in January. Um, Got no chance of getting
2: him.
1: It's a a silly question. It's a silly question. It's fantasy. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
2: Think uh, think of the commercial revenue he would bring the club as well. Directors would jump right on that. Yeah,
1: they
2: would. (laughs) Uh, This one comes
0: in from Dean Potter. Um, at Frinton Gooner. Thank you very much, Dean, for your question. Um, Frinton, actually, is only about t- two or three miles away from where I'm from uh, originally. Spoke yeah, nice the, place. Yeah, I spoke to Dean about that. Used to be posh, not anymore though. Yeah, uh, Didn't,
1: it's, it's where the place where they couldn't have ice cream sellers on the beach. Oh, they wouldn't
0: know? have ice cream cellars, they wouldn't have a pub. Yeah, uh, yeah. all that's gone up to Swanee. Yeah, um,
1: exactly.
0: They've yeah. now got a pub and you can now buy an ice cream in Frinton. There you uh, go. so it's so a very nice place no, so- uh, not really if people from Frinton Jesus Christ if I'd have said that 15-20 years ago about Frinton I'd be being lynched um, predictions for January transfer window in and out anyone want to come in
1: on that yeah I have got. I can be very bold Ramsey <laughs>
0: <laughs> well on, <done>, captain
1: <laughs> Jenkinson I think he might be another one to go um, I, I don't think that'd be a with Oh, I think El Nini, well, maybe, yeah, maybe El Nini. I think El Nini's got a job to do for in the um, Europa League and all that, you know. And I, I think with El Nini, I'm going to be honest about him, he does what, exactly what's on the team. He's a squad player, does a job for us, and I'm not going to criticise him for that. Um, but if Arsenal are going to do anything, I say it now, they've got to bring in a wide player. Yeah, the lovely. end of, whether, whether it be uh, the two Argentinian guys that uh, uh, Graham's mentioned whether it be Sahar or somebody like that, it's got to be done. This one um,
0: comes in from at Pulp Tweets. It's for Graham. Uh, Matthias Vargas just stated on a local talk show that he'd rather join Arsenal over PSG, Bayern Munich, Madrid or Liverpool. Uh, Do you think we should make a move? He's a winger with dribbling skills and a great passing range. We could do with him right now. Also, he's just 21.
3: Well, first of all, I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, And... um... So I saw this question pop up on the same old Arsenal podcast uh, Twitter today. So quickly went and checked him out. Um, so I was quite impressed by what I saw, but everyone looks good on uh, YouTube, don't they? Uh, on on uh, so, even, so, us, um, even us, Grant, even us. So, but but to be honest with you, he's got the attributes of a wide player. He can play. Apparently, he's a, he, They were saying he's the new Hazard. So if he is a new Hazard, uh, I, I think that uh, that's. hopefully probably... not Mickey Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he can play. He's a, He's somebody who can play central midfield. Who can drift past people. Uh, apparently he can play wide. He hugs the touchline. He goes past people. He's, if you look at his stats, he scores a fair few goals and he gets a few key passes. So he's somebody I'm not against it because, um, certainly that's whether, whether it be a success of course in the Premiership I don't know but um, he's definitely as Lee said we need a wide player and he fits the build doesn't he with the with the attributes he's got that's all I would say so uh, looking at him as I say that what I've seen of him he looks a very good player he's just breaking into the Argentine national side he played in a in a game in September. So clearly he, he's now an international footballer. And of course, the, the longer you leave it and he gets better, the, you know, someone like Barcelona or Real Madrid, if he becomes what he they say he's That's going to so become, are going to jump in and get yeah. him. So so maybe we need to take a chance on someone like that. I don't know what Harry thinks.
2: Yeah, I, I agree that we need a wide player. I'd be lying if I said I knew too much about some of the names that we're being linked with. I'm, I can't really sit here and say, yeah, go for him or, or go for him. I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. Um, what our, our sort of funds are like, what our budget's like. You know, we're told that we've got this much amount to spend and then God knows what happens. It, I guess it depends if someone leaves. Um, I can't see there being any significant departures in January. I don't even think Aaron Ramsey will go in January, to be honest. I think he'll stay there till the end of the season because I just think that there are very few clubs that would come now and make the sort of offer that Arsenal would would probably accept. It's a bit like the... I know with the Sanchez situation, it was a little bit different, but we had an offer, didn't we, for 50 or 60 million um, at, in the window before he actually left. So I, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting. But my gut feeling is Ramsey will stay till the end of the season and, and uh, hopefully we get someone in.
0: OK, we'll come to the judge. Um, this one comes in from Lee Farrell, 1992. Thanks for your
1: question, Lee. Uh, is it time for Roby to start? And if so, who do you drop? Who's it? Sorry, a Woby. yeah. Yep, yeah, I think that as I said, a or Danny Welbeck should be um, be playing in that wide position now, and I feel that probably a uh, has done enough maybe to um, start. I think that a Woby a definitely start on Thursday, but I'm I'm, I'm going to say it, that a comes in for um, at Fulham away, and uh, Aaron Ramsey will will drop out.
0: Last question. Um for the podcast this evening, this is a bloody good one. Um, and it comes in from Josh mill, 96. Um, we'll start with Graham Graham. When Koscielny is fit, does he automatically come back into the starting 11?
3: Wow. (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I would say yes. Um, for the simple reason, he offers balance. Um, you've got at the moment, Socrates, Mustafi, both right-sided defenders, Uh, I think there's no doubt for me that Socrates is the best defender in our team at the moment and uh, he will um, he deserves his spot. Uh, Koscielny is the club captain. uh, Once he's back up to speed um, the one thing Koscielny offers he can uh, we've got too many front-footed defenders. I mean, Kosciel is someone who basically has got speed, uh, obviously, as long as the injury hasn't impacted too much on him. But he's uh, somebody who can sweep up behind us where he's got the speed. Uh, he's left-sided. Um, I was thinking I wouldn't be against us uh, moving away from home to sort of like a, a 3 4 one, two formation. I know Emery's not going to play it, but I keep thinking Ozil comes 10 behind Lacazette and abameyang as a front two. And then uh, you, could have, you could play three centre-halves. You could almost play... Mustafi or Holding, Socrates, and Kashani. would be on the left hand side. And then you, or you could, uh, you know, you, and you could even get Lazanak in as a left wing back uh, with Bellerin on the right hand side. Even if you wanted to play Monreal in there. So, uh, I just think, um, in answer to the question, I, I think that I would bring Kashani back. He offers experience, um, and also he's. It would give a better balance to the centre uh, half partnership.
0: Lee, I mean, Rob Holding's put you know. Rob Holden's put his hands up massively there um, at the weekend. Yeah, um, a very, very, very good performance, very composed performance from him. Um, but you know, it's one game, and as Arsenal fans, I think we're we're quite guilty of. Oh right, Holding must start now. Um, he's had one good game, you know. Um, obviously, Koscielny is nearing um, fitness, and and I think the reports say that you he could, you he could be back for the new new year if not before. Would you drop? Would you drop Mustafi or or holding for him to come straight back in?
1: I'll drop I'll I'll drop uh, Mustafi for (laughs) 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 Stefanos. All right, I'll just listen. Let's just talk about Mustafi for a couple of seconds. Watch the game. He does not win enough headers percentage-wise to be a central defender. We we do not dominate aerial battles. And that is what's causing a lot of our problems. A lot of balls go in there and he wins probably 50% of the duels when you've got to be top centre-half winning over 70. And that is one of our problems with him, Like you know. Listen, uh, Rob Olin's done really well. and and If if I was Rob Olin now and I was his dad or or his mate or whatever, I would just say to him, look, you've got a good solid performance on Saturday. Now he's got to back that up with another good solid performance in... um, uh, where they, I can't say Azerbaijan, so I'll just say where they're going from Thursday. Then they've got, uh, 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 yeah, so they're great. Well done, Graham. Karabag. <laughs> <laughs> Karabag, and, and, uh, that dude. And, uh, can anybody say that, Azerbaijan? Because I just Azerbaijan. can't say. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Um, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan,
2: right? You know I mean? Go on, Harry. Azerbaijan. I, are, you, are, you going, really? are you going there, Lee? Are you going? No,
1: I'm not going. I'm not uh, going. No.
2: I'm not going. <laughs> I'll go there if we get to the final. I think you go. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs>
1: but, so straight up, how we, how we get there, I don't know. But uh, anyway, so I, I think they to have a good game there. Then you come against Fulham, start playing. And if he can get a couple of running inside, there's no reason to rush Koscielny back. Now, if Koscielny comes back and, and plays like we know that he can do, I still think he's a good centre-half, but he's... we. It, I think with Koscielny, we need someone dominant alongside him, if we're going to be honest. Maybe that will be um, Socrates. But for me at the moment, no, I'll, you know, I think that you've always got to have him football, I believe, you know, like that. Earn, earn the right for the shirt. Holding's got it now and it's, it's his to lose now. And the way that he can keep that is by putting in good performances. And I, I do believe this with this new manager, where it didn't matter if you... Um, had five great games under Arsene Wenger, you know, if, if the, the the man would come back in whoever it was, you know what I mean? But I do believe now there is no, if you play really, really well, you're going to keep your shirt. And I feel that um, uh, Holden deserves it at the moment. But, um, you know, if Koscielny comes back and is back to how we know that he can be, then, you know, he's also been kept as captain of the club, which um, gives an indication that, that he
2: may be uh, the one to come back.
0: Harry, your final thoughts on that question, please,
2: mate. Final thoughts, just to sum it up quickly, um, I, I would bring Koshoni back into the team if and, and when he's fit. Regarding holding, I think as a young player, the most difficult thing to do is is play with consistency.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so I, I think I, I would still have concerns about that. Yeah, he can come in one or two games here and there and do a decent enough job. But over the course of the season a youngster's probably going to cost you more than he's going to give you. Uh, Going back to Koscielny, will he ever be the player he's been in the past? Not in my opinion. I think this injury might be the end of him um, because it's a really difficult injury to recover from. Um, I've spoken to mates of mine who are physios and and we've spoken about it and they've emphasised how difficult that is to recover from. Um, But look, he has to come back in the team because at the end of the day, we're hardly sport for choice in that position. And it's as simple as that.
0: Great. That's the end of the podcast. Um, the only thing that I need to do now is thank Graham. Thank you very much, mate. Um, you're causing quite a stir for
3: us, I must say. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. I've really enjoyed the show. Thanks a lot, mate.
0: The judge. Are you doing anything this week? Going VIP anywhere?
1: <laughs> no, have got nothing. Um, oh, how nothing boring. Great. No, I know, I know, nothing Nothing planned for this week. His private jet's uh,
2: having repairs, so you yeah, can't Yeah, it. it's,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, my daughter, it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow, so I'm going out for a meal with her. Oh, happy birthday, Very, very important, like, yeah, I mean, so uh, I'd have to say that. So, uh, you know, it's an important day for her. So um, that's that's is it for really, so, me. Um, is, is it a big birthday, 18, 21? Uh, well, I'm not that old, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so. <laughs> she's 14 tomorrow so uh, oh, you know, uh, oh, sorry yeah. and, she, and she wants to go to uh, as much as you can eat buffet Chinese love oh so what, a, what, what a yeah, what a girl what a call what a call what a call brilliant you know what I mean oh, she's wow. grown up a little bit but like a couple of years ago it was McDonald's so she's growing up a little bit so um, I'm pleased with I that. like it and my final
0: thanks to Harry thank you mate um, thank you for having me um, as always
1: for joining us, um, every
0: week as you are so um, we'll see you all next week um when we we talk talking um uh, about arsenal again um two big games uh, two big away, games, two, two two big away games. games um hopefully again you know we hopefully again we can get the we can get the two wins um and carry on this uh little winning run that we're going on because winning winning breeds confidence and yep. um, of course a confident team can win games uh yeah you might put that on my gravestone when I die. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> quite impressed with that.
1: That's, that's, that's quite good for me. That's quite good for me. Yeah, with someone who's got... Good morning, good afternoon, wherever yeah. you are. Like See <laughs> <standing laughs> no
3: you, you, you could come at your about You could come out, Craig, with the old Spike Milligan one. Do you remember the old yeah. Spike Milligan one?
1: No,
0: go
3: on. He, he said uh, he would... uh no, not Spike Morgan, Billy Connolly. Sorry, Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly said he's going to have a tiny little writing on his gravestone. So people have to get up right close to read it. And when they get right up close, it says, Would you mind moving? You're standing on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Until next week,
0: um, we'll see you all again. Thanks for watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a little rating, five stars, of course. If you're watching us on YouTube, um, please subscribe, like the video, share it out to anyone uh, who you think might enjoy what we are doing. And again, if you do fancy a little bit at the weekend, uh, link's in the description uh, below to our partners at Fansbet. And if you want to sponsor us uh, yourselves um, for £1, uh, the link is there as well um, for Patreon. See you all next week. And until we do, up the Arsenal. Yeah, no, you, can.